0: And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff
1: Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff.
0: My guest is Angie Hippel, international speaker, recording artist, and channeler of the Judah Collective. Angie, thank you for joining me today and welcome.
1: Thank you for having me, Jeff. Great to be here.
0: Angie, you have had a massive transformation going from being a conservative Christian to a channeler. How did that all happen?
1: <laughs> it was an accident. No, actually, it wasn't an accident at all. It was a very happy uh, surprise. Um, you know, I had, I had been raised in a Christian home. From the time I was about seven, I started asking my mom questions like, Mom, why is the sky blue and, you know, how do things grow and my mom started taking me to a local church she had church background of her own from when she was a child Um, ultimately my whole family came into faith i was the only child my dad actually became a minister in my middle school years of the baptist jerry falwell variety so i grew up as a pk (laughs) in my teenage years which is the worst time to be a pk (laughs) But, uh, you know, I always had some instru- internal struggles and questions going on around my faith. I knew there was something out there, I thought. Um, now I understand it as something in, in here, in my heart, you know, um, but I, uh, when I got into my adult years, I made some transitions into, I was, you know, searching in different mystic enclaves of Christianity. Asking a lot of questions, sifting through things I'd been told, things that didn't make sense to me, but still pretty much adhering to to uh, my faith in general, the Christian faith. And in my 40s, uh, my dad died suddenly, and I went, I call it my Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events, if you've ever watched that movie. You know, everything just kind of went to crap in, in my life. My marriage came apart. My dad died. Um Somebody was uh, a long time employee was embezzling all my father's money, which would would have been my inheritance and and so on. And it was a tough time. And but it was a glorious time because I started waking up. I don't know. I can't explain it. It was uh, it was a gift wrapped up in all this difficulty. And so that started about six years of just really looking on the inside, uh, trying on new things. Uh, listening to different teachers, uh, you know, I remember Jeff. You'll la- la- maybe laugh at this, maybe somebody out there will relate. I remember when sneaking around and listening to an NPR, NPR news was a real naughty thing to do.
0: <laughs> wow! <laughs>
1: because every everybody in my world was, uh, you know, not about that, not about the bleeding heart liberals and so on. You know, and so I had some heavy, heavy religious conditioning. And uh so anyway about 6 years of um of trying on different things and and I will say this acupuncture was a real turning point for me somewhere in that mess uh when my dad died I had a a really serious illness that I couldn't shake off and my friend said you got to go for acupuncture to see this guy this healer and I thought acupuncture no I mean I'd been taught like that was like a quick trip to um uh, get demons or something you know uh an exorcist scene or something so um but you know i was so sick and i had exhausted all the medical you know um possibilities so i decided to try it and you know i got healed immediately and i kept going kept going back and then as i started to get really really healthy um and i'm not saying that every acupuncturist out there can do what this healer did but this healer um, was absolutely crazy amazing he's now my husband Uh, but he he kept doing whatever magical thing he does which is bringing his presence and his healing gift through these little things called acupuncture needles and I started having these experiences where I would just go into this state of bliss just joy like lighter than air, I would feel like my body was coming off the table. And I thought, what is this? The only thing I could compare it to was times of really high worship, you know, in church where thousands of people were singing all at once in unity, and you would just feel so enraptured by the moment. And so this started blowing up all my religious paradigms, one by one by one by one, everything was uh, getting wrecked, or, or revamped, or transmuted or whatever word you want to use. And then um, COVID came, uh, and this was towards the end of that six years or so of seeking and trying on different things, listening to everything I could get my hands on, you know, people like you, people, um, channelers. When I first heard channelers like Bashar and Wendy Kennedy and Abraham Hicks, I thought, that is so bizarre. My religious Parts wanted to be freaked out, but I would listen to the message and it was so transformative and it gave me so much freedom and it rang so true to me and was setting me free. So I kept on listening. So um, when I got into COVID, I got really sick with COVID almost right away and had a lot of complications and different things. Uh, And I was sick for two years, chronically sick, having been healthy pretty much my whole life. And it was a setup <laughs> by someone or some things out there to um, get me to really surrender, surrender my ego, surrender my trying, surrender my um, ideas, my per- point of view, my perception. And at the end of that time, you know, I finally made, came into this deep, deep inner peace. I'm okay if I live, I'm okay if I die. I'm okay if I can can serve somebody in this world. And if I'm not capable, if all I can do is sit here in this chair and be of service to nobody or nothing or no one, I accept it. I just accepted it all. And Judah, this being called Judah, started talking to me. Uh, well, I'll tell you exactly how it happened. One night, my husband and I were watching Chandler sitting on the sofa, and he said to me, He said, you could do that. And I thought, at this point, I wasn't going to say no to anything because I had no clue how to do life or what worked. Or, you know, I was, I had exhausted all of my ideas about who I should be in life or what I should do. And I said, okay, well, I'm open if that's what the universe has for me. And within a few hours, I was having these amazing psychic phenomena happen. I was hearing these really strong thoughts in my head. Um, I was feeling these amazing energies running through my body. It was like my body was like a lightning rod. My teeth were vibrating. My, my uh, heart and my head were humming. Uh, I had like whistling sounds in my ear. I had all kinds of things going on. And I had these really strong thought impressions. That's all they were, just thought impressions. And I got up and started writing them down, typing them up. And the next day I shared them with my husband after work. I said, What do we do now? And we said, Well, we don't know. Let's let's sit down and meditate, which is something we did a lot in the evenings. So we sat down and meditated. And within a few seconds, this big booming voice came out of my mouth and said, We're Judah and you know, I'm I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what they said, but um, they describe themselves as a a collective or a soul family of about 350,000 angels, and um, they're not typically incarnated on the earth. Some of them have, but they work together in unity uh, for the Creator and just uh, to help humanity awaken and grow, get free of energetic blocks and hurt and pain and karma and just come into their enlightened state. And so we've been on a great, amazing ride since then, channeling just about every day. And um and and they've been faithful. What have we asked them? They seem to have an answer for it. Um, and and they also, more importantly than having answers, you know, they just bring in this really strong and powerful energy that's so loving and so caring. A lot of times when people come for a session or into a group situation, they'll just um, start weeping and weeping and weeping, you know, and just the love just healing their hearts, transforming
0: them. You grew up as a PK and a lot of people I think who are raised in Christianity from a very early age, have a lot of fear associated about leaving the faith. Did you have that fear?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I left, I was in my 40s, and I was very high profile in the Christian church. I was a worship leader um, and a teacher, and I would sing for thousands of people on a regular basis. And um, when I left, um, and I'm certainly not saying this was the right way to do it, but it seemed to be the only way that, seemed to work for me in the moment or that I had grace for in the moment. And I just kind of took off. I was like Harriet Tubman running in the night, running for freedom. You know, I just had to cut, I cut off all my associations, uh, not harshly or abruptly or with any malice or discontent at all, but just, um, but just gently and firmly and permanently. And I started a new life. I moved, um, I moved about thirty minutes away, and began to develop new friends in a new community. And so it, you know, it was very difficult. I don't know that I would recommend it for anybody. Um, a lot of times I describe it like that scene in The Matrix where Neo gets unplugged, and you know he's in the the room that first night, and and uh, he he just he realizes the truth, and he just vomits, <laughs> and and Morpheus says to him. Oh dude, I'm really sorry. you know I probably shouldn't have done this to you. We don't usually do this after a certain age because it's too much for the mind to handle. Well, it was a lot like that. It was um because all of my thoughts about how life were were undone and um uh, and so much brainwashing and it it was it was challenging. But I had a lot of support from my new partner, and I don't know that I could have done it without his help.
0: Are you a trance or a conscious channel?
1: I um, I do enter into kind of a deep kind of meditative state. I would call it maybe an alpha state. Uh, and I, I do hear what's being said and I am aware of it. There's so much information coming through and it's and it has so much energy to it that I, it's almost like I'm receiving it mm, as if I'm high. I feel high, like, you know, I'm. I feel like I'm on drugs or something. I'm so high. So, so when I come back out of it, I, I do. I have been present, but I don't necessarily remember all the details. I just remember the joy of the experience and and the big points. I would say.
0: <laughs> do you ever encounter former friends or people from your Christian circles? And if so, what is the reaction to what you're doing now?
1: You know, I I have a couple of dear friends that have stuck with me and they have not been judgmental at all. And I think that's a tribute to the kind of person that they are. And we still relate and talk. Um, if there are people out there that knew me in my former life that are critical or judgmental, I'm not aware of it. And I don't typically put myself in a position to receive any sort of judgment i got enough of that going on between my own two years i don't (laughs) i want to say something about that because what's most important to me right now jeff i i i don't really care really if they attack me or misunderstand or whatever because really what i i'm there for them judah's there for them and i'm really interested in making making uh, a platform or a a family or welcoming atmosphere for people like myself to get out of those situations if they want to and and come into a new a new way of thinking and being and doing if they want to. And I want to be the person that can help them do with zero judgment and no pressure, total acceptance, total forgiveness. Uh, And also, you know, allowing them to to sort it out on their own in their own time, not pressuring them. You know, I'm not here to tell anybody you're wrong and I'm right. You know, I know there are some genuine people in faith that are, um, they're doing the best they can with the life they, with what they're understanding that they have. And I think all of us are doing that, you know, but I want to make a super highway for those people to get on towards awakening and consciousness enlightenment, and I don't want it to be prohibitive in any way. And sometimes I encounter, you know, hosts and and different people that we work with in this work that, you know, are really bashing people on religion. And that's not what we're about at all. You know, Judah's made it really plain to me that Judah is for all people everywhere at all times. For all people, everywhere, at all times, unconditional love and acceptance has to be the basis of all the work. And, you know, especially heading into one of the messages Judah's been giving a lot lately is about the next coming um, 16 to 18 months in America. It's going to be a great shaking and Judah has been really uh, oh, here comes Judah. We'll just let Judah share this. Yes, we're going to share this because it's very important, especially for Americans listening to this message. There is going to be a great, great shaking in this nation over the next few months, primarily incited by the political scene. And it will be derisive and chaotic. And we are asking everyone within the sound of our voice to please separate yourself from. Black, white, right, left, wrong, right, incorrect, correct, blue and red, Republican Republican and Democratic. We're asking you to completely separate yourself from all of it, because all of it on both sides of the coin is full of rancor and division. And there is very little truth coming forth from either side. And the truth that is coming forth is being twisted for various means and ends. And so you must have incredible discernment at this time. And if you can be of enough courage and high consciousness, we encourage you to unplug yourself completely from the entire melu and simply meditate and be at peace and imagine we are when we say imagine we don't mean in a childish is irresponsible way we mean in a spiritually authoritative and powerful way imagine love and harmony and unity and high consciousness covering this nation lest she fall
0: judah thank you for joining us Are you seeing more changes in financial markets or political arenas?
1: They are all completely intertwined. They are like two hands around the throat of this young and glorious nation. One hand, the political, and the other hand, the financial. And the two will try to strangle the life force energy from the beautiful people of this land. And this is why you must be very wise. Wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. This is the protocol of the day for any truly spiritually minded people. By spiritually minded, we mean people who are motivated by unconditional love, joy and peace, and determined to be peacemakers. And so, yes, two hands around the throat. One is the political, and one is the financial. And they will try to choke the life force energy. And this is largely an unconscious action. Understand, as we say this, we are not blaming anyone, because there are people in the arenas of finance and politics who are trying, 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 trying to make a change, to make a difference. But you see, you can stand on the boat of that Titanic and play the fiddle, play your most beautiful symphony, your most heartfelt melody, your most heartfelt melody from the sincerest place, but it may not keep the ship from sinking.
0: Are these shakeups that are happening part of the ascension, or is this a prelude to the ascension?
1: It is part of it. It, it. it is a releasing of things that do not belong. And sometimes things that need to be released have so integrated themselves into the personality and the definition of a person, a group, a nation. And so they must uh, there is a needed uh, some some force, some real power, we would say, some supernatural power to 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 loosen these things and shake them off now judgment hatred anger rancor an attitude of i'm better than and i know and you should listen to me and my opinion is correct this is from a a a mindset of force it is darkness trying to remove darkness and it cannot be done in this way Instead, there is a higher place, a higher mentality that you and all may have in that you trust. You trust in the goodness of life. You trust that even the untrustworthy have somewhere within them a light of spirit and, and are on their path and will ultimately come to their better end. And so there is one who seemingly foolishly trusts, but it is not foolish. It is simply a, a, a large and cosmic understanding that there is a consciousness of love and care and wisdom who is overseeing all things, all things, all things, and this oh, this consciousness is not going to sleep, or going a wall, or 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 unfit for the task at hand, no matter how difficult it gets source energy is on the job is alert is not sleeping and can be trusted to 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 handle all things for the best for the best and for an ultimate good an ultimate end of peace and prosperity now we are we have been asking this vessel and those listening and we will share here as well, that we are asking no one to take anything from this, what we are saying and use it to proclaim doom or destruction. We are instead asking you to give your attention to possibilities of better outcomes rather than saying, Everything's going to go to shit and the finances are all going to collapse. Perhaps you can say instead that you are setting forth, again, as we said, your imagination of intention, uh, uh, of spiritual authority, that people in finance are begin to wake up and have a good conscience have a good conscience to be integrous with their word and their action and their dollars. The dollars of this country represent the very spiritual energy of life force energy of the beautiful people in this country who work and work and work to serve one another and to serve their families. And so have a vision that That people in finance will begin to feel this heart connection that as they hold the representation of money in their hands as they work, that they see it, uh, they connect it to the people who have given their blood, sweat and tears, their time that they've taken away from their beloveds and their children and their communities to invest in love and care for those important to them that they feel that connection to the heart of those they serve in finance.
0: In these times, there's a lot of suffering going on. What are some ways to still find happiness throughout all the suffering?
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. that's right, there is suffering. Well, I'll share, let me share, I will share a little about this vessel's story. As she sat in her chair not so long ago with chronic illness and had exhausted all of western medicine's potential uh, cures and also many of of the healers in her life and she sat basically suffering physically unable to care for herself or others or do anything that seemed to have any value to anyone this is the point in the suffering where you release You work on releasing and it's so difficult because in her suffering, there were days she didn't want to live anymore and she didn't want to live without purpose. And so she had to accept, accept. And so what we would say to anyone who is suffering is, could you let go of wanting and needing things to be different? could you let go of wanting and needing the suffering to end could you let go of wanting and needing to be healthy could you let go of wanting and needing to 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 have more money could you let go could you let go you see there is a neutral place that you come to in the work where you release it all you release it all and in that place the suffering ends because suffering is, is exponentially uh, increased by the egoic mind, which is fear-based. And so, yes, there is true suffering, there is real suffering, but we will tell you there are some. Here is a comparison for you. The great, as we know, the enlightened one, Eckhart Tolle, lived homeless on a bench in a park for around two years. Yet he was completely blissfully at peace and happy, but he had nothing and no friend and no one and sometimes not enough to eat or shelter. But yet he was completely enraptured in in a bliss of glory, nirvana, they call it. But yet there was one you call Howard Hughes, who had billions and had every comfort and and every every uh, service uh, and and amenity that that one can have in this life, yet he was tormented from the inside out by his own fear. You see. So it is it is a difficult universal law to understand and embrace. We hear it. We hear it. Uh, 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 you are creating your own reality, and it is painful when you are watching your children suffer or you have a disease in your body or there's no money in your bank account nothing in your refrigerator it makes you angry perhaps to hear this universal truth that you are creating your own reality and we don't say it to hurt you or harm you in any way only to wake you up that you you can begin creating something different and and the shift happens when you be when you are able to accept what is you see there were Times when this vessel did not have enough to eat, when her children were sick, and she had to go to the doctor's office in tears and ask them if they could donate their service because she had to be honest and say she did not have the money to pay, and so on. And these were heart wrenching times of suffering. But now she is in a space where she never worries about any of those things at all whatsoever, never will again. But we say to you, have courage to make the journey. The journey is an inward journey. If you want to change your external circumstances, you must begin in the heart. And in the heart is where you begin to trust in the unseen, what you cannot see, and have faith that there there are beings such as ourselves, many beings, many, many beings who have saved you from so many things. Many of you listening right now have never had cancer, and it is because there are healing angels of light which have healed you of cancers you didn't know that you even had, you see. And so it is difficult, we know, to believe in what you cannot see, but we ask you to call our name or the name of any being of light that you identify with and know that we are there at your service and we can, absolutely can, shift and change your third dimensional and fourth dimensional of realities. We can change material realities.
0: Are angels and guides around us at all times?
1: Absolutely, most certainly
0: why do we come to the earth and reincarnate over and over again
1: my understanding of that jeff from judah is that when we are in the lower realms of consciousness and we don't yet have an awareness of of those higher realms like love unconditional love peace joy the presence of angels the presence of heavenly support when we die in those lower realms uh our our shame, our guilt, our fear, our pain, uh the things that are unresolved will tend to cycle us right back into another uh, round of that. And that's why awakening is so important because when people do have an awakening experience like I did, they can actually uh shift everything and begin to live in more of an angelic state. I don't know if you're if your folks have ever maybe encountered Dr. Hawkins um, Map of Consciousness, but we use it a lot in the work with the Judah family.
0: I think that's the first time I've seen that.
1: Well, let me share a little bit about it. So Dr. Hawkins was a medical doctor. He was a trained psychiatrist and psychotherapist. He had the largest practice in New York State for several decades. Um, he was a, a man who loved helping humans and and he tried every trick in the book to heal the human condition of suffering and his last three decades of his life he spent studying consciousness he began to have an awakening and enlightenment experience and he actually began to live in this uh, really state of nirvana in the last decade of his life and and so he spent the last three decades studying conscious and actually putting a, scale, a numeric scientific scale to the levels of consciousness, zero being the level of total despair, suicidal, shame, guilt-ridden, despondent, a thousand being the level of Buddha, Jesus, um, and and enlightened beings, other enlightened beings. There's so many, I won't name them all. And so he gave us a map of how we move out of these lower realms into the higher realms. And, And I use this work with all the folks that we work with and so, my understanding to answer your question is: when people die in these lower realms of consciousness, not really having experienced an awakening, they tend to just unwittingly, unknowingly, recycle right back into to in attempts. It's almost like a codependent attempt to try to repair, or fix, or redo uh, what what's not been right. But you know, as we head into these higher realms of consciousness we begin to understand that everything's okay it's all it's all okay we can accept everything there are things that i've done that are are horrible and inexcusable and you know what it's okay i forgive myself all of it has a purpose all of it has a meaning there is no right or wrong it's the pathless path that we're on and all these things are evolving us into our God self, you know, and and as we grow, we begin to understand that that God is right inside. That we're a fractal of this amazing, unimaginable, indescribable thing that we call God or universal consciousness, whatever we call it. We're a part of that, and it lives in us, and it's never just that part of us. We do a lot of work in this in our coursework and others, teaching people how to actually live that. Like, how do you practically live that when you have bills to pay and kids to take care of and, and a roof to fix and, and a car to fill up with gas? How do you live as a higher dimensional being? We do a lot of work around that, but just, we know, we can begin by just having the awareness, the awareness that there's something in us. And there are also beings around us that are vast. Resources that have answers to everything in every moment. And whether we access that source in us or from beings outside of us, either way, those resources are there and there's answers always for everything.
0: Do you think that at some point, then there will be an end point to reincarnating, at least in this realm?
1: Yes. Uh, let Judah answer that. Yes, we will answer that. So we're going to show you the long game, the big picture. In the big picture, humans are evolving towards a more angelic state of being. There will be a time when all of humanity, every human soul, will cease to exist in a physical body and instead because they are so high vibrational in nature they will no longer be able to reside in the physical form and so they will inherit inherit an angelic light body form and this is the next step for humanity and we will tell you that those who reach the level of unconditional love and are able to sustain it and live in it consistently no matter what the circumstances in their human form we call this dr Hawkins called this the level of 500 unconditional love for those when they die they will become an angel that is the best way to describe it for your current understanding they will not come back they will remain in spirit form and they will have amazing adventures and even greater works than they can imagine to accomplish in that form.
0: How do we identify our angelic helpers?
1: (laughs) I like this question. Well, you know, I think it's just as simple as talking to them out loud. Um, It's just like you and I didn't know each other until a few weeks ago. And now I've got your address your email address and I know how to connect with you and we began a connection. And so with our angels it's just it's that simple. Um we just say, "Hi, I don't know who you are and maybe if it's honest for you you could say and I'm not even really sure you really exist. <laughs> but if you do and if you're really here for me like they say, um could you let me know that? Could you give me evidence of that?" And And just began listening. And the way angels talk to me primarily is just through thoughts in my mind, just thought impressions. And and some people ask me a lot, well, how do you know if it's just not just you or your head? How do you know it's an angel? Well, you know it by the quality, because when you have a certain thought, it gives you this unbelievable sense of peace. And you just know that you know that you know that that thought is true. And and you know that that thought, you don't feel any need to defend it or explain it. You just know it. And so when angels speak to you in your mind, it you will think possibly that it's just your thought, but it will have those qualities. So begin to be open that when you have these sort of thoughts, that maybe it's angels giving you those thoughts. And another way you can know them is you can sometimes feel their presence in the room with you, and you can ask them, say, "Hi guys, uh, can you let me know that you're here?" And you will feel sometimes a, a warmth beside you or behind you or maybe in front of you. It will feel like a little pocket of warm air, or you might feel some tingles, tingles in your body, or just suddenly you feel a little bit lighter, like like maybe you. Um, like, like you're a little high, like you would be if you're on drugs. That's some kind of an evidence that they're there. Sometimes you'll get a major rush of adrenaline, like a hit of energy that can be angels. Um, sometimes you'll suddenly feel like a stirring or a spinning in your physical body. A lot of times when angels are in the room with me, I'll feel like someone has laid a hand on my heart. It actually feels like a physical hand there, and it's just this slight pressure. And I'll just start feeling really loved, really loved and really comforted. Hope that helps somebody a little bit.
0: Could you use the word angel or angelic helper synonymously with guide?
1: Absolutely. And also um, Judah has made very clear that, that ETs are visiting people everywhere and they are loving higher dimensional beings and from judah's perspective they are angels (laughs) and so a lot of people are being visited by ets and calling them angels and a lot of people being visited by angels and calling them ets and my understanding from judah is that all of these entities they really don't care what we call them (laughs) they just are doing what they're sent to do, (laughs) what they, what they want to do for us.
0: (laughs) I didn't mention it in the beginning, but you are also an author and your book is titled The Answer to All Your Questions. What is the biggest takeaway someone should get from reading it?
1: Well, the big takeaway is that you have a relationship with angels and guides and you can expand it and it can become intimate and it can become experiential for you and you can begin to you can make this shift where this becomes a normal part of your life is onboarding angels and working with them and hearing from them and you know one of the things i say all the time in this work including in the book is anything i can do you can do better and there are many people that come to me and say can you help me channel? Or please ask Judah, can I channel? And Judah says, yes, absolutely, absolutely. One of the things Judah talks about in the book is that in the next two to three generations, it's going to be more normal to have clairvoyant uh, uh, gifts and to have the kind of channeling experiences or remote viewing experiences, all of these different things. That's gonna become more normal for the masses than not having those gifts so we're in the middle of a major transition so you know my great grandchildren are probably all going to have these gifts and if they didn't that would they would be considered an outlier and so in the book the book is all um, channeled directly from judah so you're listening to judah's talk from first person experience about how to connect with angels
0: I mentioned in the beginning that you are a recording artist. I'm assuming you used to record gospel music. I did. Have you considered recording again, but music that's more about what you're into now, spiritual music?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I do have a studio at my home and we are recording things. I have three or four songs out that are from this new stage of my life. Um, Surrounded with Peace and uh, Sweet Surrender, and I'm always writing and working uh, on projects. And I I think the, the immediate plan is that the Judah channel is going to have its own music kind of vibe going on. So we are working on that for sure.
0: Has Judah ever mentioned what life will be like here once the ascension is completed?
1: <laughs> Let's let Judah talk about that. Yes. We would love to talk about that. Well, we will say that all the systems that that are so upsetting for you now, such as the medical, uh, big pharma, finances, and all of those things, all of those things will be a distant memory, you see. All of these systems can be completely and utterly transformed. And in the future, the society will function in that, everyone will serve one another from a deep place of love and compassion and and when when humanity has as a collective as a whole gone through this transformation into their higher dimensional state it will be their joy and desire to serve one another and so each one will serve the other as if that one were their own child or their own mother or their own beloved and and everyone will be working together to do what is best for all. And so the the absence of conflict will be such a joy. There will be such an absence of conflict and egoic drives. And you see, there are other interstellar races, such as the Syrians, for instance, just one of many, who have much advanced technology And they have political systems that work because the politicians uh, can't, we don't even like to use that word for them because the word is so tainted and destroyed in your language. But these are leaders who are servants and they always have the best interest of the individual and the whole at heart. And the people live in a place of trust, For these leaders. They trust them implicitly because these leaders have proven themselves to be integrous and of high integrity. And these leaders are are not stars. They are not famous. They are not in it to be in the limelight or to get attention or, or for any other egoically driven purpose. They simply are leading from a place of great love and wisdom. And so this is a potential for humanity. Humanity may also step into this sort of reality in which leaders are great and wise and loving servants. And those involved, there will be, there is potential for a completely new understanding of finance can be, yes, it is fine to have uh, a means of exchange. The Syrians also have means of exchange, and and many other high conscious interstellar races have energy exchanges that you would think of as being like unto money. And this is is a, a, a simple mm-hmm, mm-hmm, process that is motivated by again love and the highest good for all, and fairness and integrity. And so you can have this dream for humanity and begin to put your spiritual authority and faith in your attention invest it in this sort of dream instead of all of the negativity and difficulty.
0: Judah, is the path to enlightenment only through meditation?
1: Well, <laughs> let us answer that uh, a couple of ways. The the short answer is no. It is not only through meditation, it is through being present. Mm-hmm. Being present, being in the moment. However, we want to say that many people, some people ask this question because they don't like to meditate and they are avoiding it. <laughs> and that is okay, but we will say, uh, we will take anyone where they are, but we will say that meditation is a vast shortcut to settling and relaxing the egoic parts that are troubling you and causing you so much suffering and angst. And so we understand that meditation is difficult in the beginning for most and the mind uh, likes to run rampant and and we'll make it as difficult as possible for you to meditate because the mind does not want to give up power it wants to maintain control and it wants to facilitate uh, uh, and and keep fueling uh, uh, ego uh, uh, games. But meditation can be, if you're willing, the place in which you begin to experience yourself as a higher dimensional being that is freed from the limitations of time and the limitations of space, and the limitations of the mind. Now, there are people who can achieve this state in a second, in a split second. Mm -hmm. They do not need to lie down in a chair and, and lower the lights and put on their meditation music to do it. They can drop in instantly, but these are masters who have Uh, 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 subjugated their mind to the soul. And it is not likely for most people that they can achieve this state unless they practice meditation, we would say.
0: What is the best way to clear unwanted energies?
1: Well, we can just move it out in a moment. This is... Uh, where the mind will trip trip you up. It will tell you that you need to think about it, you need to uh, ponder it, you need to unwrap it, you need to explain it or or so on, medicate it, uh, uh, ignore it. The mind will give you an endless list of things to do to get rid of unwanted energies. But the truth is your body does not like having these unwanted Old stagnant emotional energies inside of it. Your body wants you to move it. And so you can simply ask your body, Would you like to be rid of this energy? And your body will arise and say, Yes. You will feel the yes in your body and you can simply let it go, release it. And we can help you. Angels are experts at removing old stagnant energy. You don't need to know what lifetime it came from. You don't need to know exactly when the energy uh, 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 or wounding happened that caused the stagnant or painful energy. All you need to do is say, Judah, please, will you tag and treat this, this, whatever it is you're experiencing in the moment. Judah, will you tag and treat this energy, please, and remove it or transmute it Into a higher energy, and we can do it instantly. And you will feel the shift in your body, you will feel lighter. There are many, many people this vessel works with, particularly lately. There is a rash of women with chronic illnesses, and it's not really an illness. What it is is it is years and years and years of stuffed emotional energy in the body and once the energy can be released in an instant and they will instantaneously feel much much lighter and it will be as if the disease had left them when in truth it's not disease at all it is only old stagnant energy another strategy if you are listening if you have unwanted energies arising If they are showing up in disease or in anger or frustration or depression, however they are showing up for you, we will say, lay down on your pillow tonight when you're going to bed and say, Judah, will you please tag and treat any unwanted, any energy in me that is no longer serving me, any energy in me that is not reflective of the beauty and perfection of my soul, will you please remove it as I sleep tonight? And we will most certainly go to work on your behalf and lighten your load. Sleep is an excellent time to get this sort of work done.
0: I'm not sure if this question is best for Angie or Judah, but after watching this podcast, people may have questions for one or both of you. What is the best way for them to reach out to you?
1: Certainly. Well, they can reach out on the Judah channel on YouTube. (laughs) yes (laughs) judah likes the youtube family yeah they can reach out on our website thejudachannel.com or um, we have a great youtube family that's very interactive and tight-knit and there's there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of free channels there and lots of your questions can be answered there and of course you can submit questions uh, on our website address we do do personal sessions we have an amazing and powerful course that is, um, is de- I don't know, 10 to 15 hours of videos, over 300 pages. It's everything that Judah has, has to offer and everything from my experience that I have to offer is a 10-week course called the True You Accelerator. And this course answers 85 percent of the questions that that we get for Judah and and then the other 15, you know, you can get answered from us. And we have bonus times where we get together uh, as a family, the people that have taken the course. And you can ask Judah directly. We also have a Sunday night live on YouTube and you're welcome to toss us a question through the website. And we'll try to get to that in the live channeling whenever possible.
0: Angie, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message?
1: Sure. Let's ask Judah. Well, let us just bless you and just say we love you exactly where you are, how you are. There's no mistake that you can make that is big enough to disconnect you from your angelic family. There's nothing that you've done, said, not done, not said, will do, won't do that can disqualify you from your own enlightenment experience. It is a given. It is going to happen. You are on the path. It is coming. It is coming for you. And if you ask us, and if, if it is a true desire of your heart, we will love to work with you in accelerating your freedom, my dear, accelerating your freedom in every realm of your life, emotional, mental, physical, financial, relational and in your life of community, and know that angels are always at your disposal. There is no question that you can ask them that they cannot answer that is too difficult. You are connected to the source of all knowledge and all wisdom, and it is our delight to serve you. We never grow tired of you. Your questions never uh, uh, agitate or bother us. We love to serve you. It is our delight. It is a part of our evolution as we evolve higher and higher into our own, own unique, unique, unique journey in consciousness. And so we, we bless you. We bless you. You are loved. You are accepted. And And you are important to all that is happening in the realm of consciousness.
0: Angie and Judah, thank you for that message and thank you for being my guest.
1: It's a joy. Thank you, Jeff.
0: Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.